what's going on, guys? The Modern Flirting Podcast back again as we do every week. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be great. I'm Dale Valor, host of the best MFN podcast in the whole wide world. And uh, you could be anywhere else in the world right now, but you're choosing to spend that time with me. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. I think we got a great uh Great podcast lined up for you today. And um, right now I'm holding it down solo. You know, we might have a couple of guest appearances. Jamie may pop in. Cosmo might pop in. Nicholas, who knows? <laughs> you would think that I would know ahead of time, but I actually don't. And so, uh, you know, people just drop in as they drop in. But I am the constant. Uh, Jared was going to be on here today, but uh, uh, he was a little bit under the weather. So uh, you get me and me alone, at least for the time being. And so one of the things that I really wanted to talk about today is, uh, you know, the, the concept of roaching. All right. Now you may say to yourself, Dale, I don't know what roaching is. And I would say to you, neither did I until about, uh, about an hour ago when I was, uh, you know, putting together notes for the podcast today and whatnot. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read off, um, you know, basically what I was doing was I was Googling uh, dating trends and um, this is something that happened to come up. Okay. And um, this is from, you know, for dating trends of 2022. All right. So what we got here is uh, a brief explanation about what roaching is. All right. Roaching is when the person you are dating is sleeping with many other people and not being open about it. Your date doesn't necessarily lie to you. Rather, they are reticent about what they are up to. So in other words, I don't want to say lying by omission, but just not putting it out there, right? So they're not being asked directly and they're not offering up information either, all right? If your fling doesn't want to make plans, isn't keen to have the talk, and the talk I've kind of skipped apart here it's not really worth reading about, but basically having the conversation about, you know, um, uh, uh, being exclusive, right? And so if the other person isn't willing to have that conversation, lets you down at the last minute and you get the, the distinct feeling you are a second choice if nothing better is going on, you might be being roached. So you know, I wanted to talk about that a little bit because I think, you know, um, a lot of guys get it a little bit mis misconstrued about what dating really actually is. You know, I don't think that you have to offer up that information. Look, if you are dating, um, you know, several different women at the same time, you know, you're just going on dates. Maybe, you know, it could be through uh, any number of ways, right? It could be through social media. It could be through dating apps. It could be uh, cold approach, social service. However, you are accruing these dates. You know, you don't owe them exclusivity just because you're going out, at least not once. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, maybe down the line, you might want to have that conversation. But, you know, I I'm... It's always been a little bit strange to me how dating has transformed in a way that it's like when you start the talking phase, quote unquote, right? Um, you're talking to somebody 
that for some reason there has to be this exclusive nature to it. And it's very strange to me that like, when you look at a, a time that was a little bit more um, conservative, we'll say, not necessarily in a political sense, but in a, uh, in a, certainly in a dating sense, you know, if you look back to like the fifties, okay. In the 1950s, it was very common for people to be dating multiple people at the same time. And that wasn't a point of contention. That wasn't something that would uh, eliminate you from the dating pool because, you know, you're, you're seeing all these different um, individuals as to where now it seems like as soon as that there's some kind of mutual interest that there has to be this exclusivity to it and and even though from a sexual standpoint from a uh, seemingly from a dating standpoint things are a bit more um a little less conservative and a little bit more progressive you know uh sexually and things like that and for whatever reason I, hell if I know why, but for whatever reason, there seems to be just this, um, uh, what's what I'm looking for here. It's almost expected for things to be exclusive when you just started dating this person. Now, here's the thing about that. If you are being exclusive or you've had that conversation, all right. Say you've been seeing somebody for, you know, you've went out three or four times and things are going well and you really like this individual and they seemingly really like you and you want an exclusive relationship with that person. You have that conversation and now it, that person's on board with it and now you are exclusive. OK, I get that. All right. Of course, you shouldn't be seeing other people if you have agreed to be exclusive with each other. But barring that, why? Why is it this thing that there needs to be this exclusive element to it when nothing was ever worded? See, I don't see this roaching thing as being a is being a thing, you know, or at least it shouldn't be. Where you know, why do I if I'm if I'm going out with a girl and I'm going out with this girl and I'm going out with this girl. And none of this is exclusive. We're just hanging out from time to time, you know, uh, and maybe there's a sexual component to it. Maybe there isn't. Why do I need to offer up that information? It's really actually none of those other people's business. And conversely, it's none of my business if she's seeing other guys. I, you know, it, we're not exclusive. I don't owe anything. The only things that I owe is well i what do i owe basic respect you know me following through with what i say that i'm going to follow through with in other words you know we're supposed to go out saturday and you know we make plans to do so i owe her that because i agreed to it and likely i brought it up <laughs> you know so I, you know, since I agreed to this and she agreed to this, I owe her that decency and respect to be there at a certain time that I agreed to be there at. And I owe her that. Now, I owe her honesty. If she asks me directly, you know, are you seeing, are you talking to anybody else? Are you seeing anybody else? This, that, and the third. I owe her honesty. 
I believe that that's a good policy, right? If, if she asks me that, I'm going to be forthright and truthful about it. You know, <clears throat> it's the guys that um, are wannabe players that, you know, are just out for, you know, kicks, thrills, cheap thrills, whatever, that are going to be the guys that are going to lie to her, all right? I believe in authenticity. authenticity. I believe in being congruent with who you are. And if who I am is seeing multiple women, then it stands, uh, it stands to reason that I'm going to be authentic about it. Because now we're going to a place of abundance, right? We talk about abundance a lot inside of, uh, inside of this space, this, you know, world, <laughs> um, as, as dating coaches, it, it, it's almost a buzzword, right? It, it's almost something that gets glossed over because it seems like rhetoric. It seems like, uh, just, you know, cliche and maybe to a, to a degree that it is, but it doesn't mean just, you know, just because something is dogmatic doesn't make it not true. You know, if, if I'm speaking something that's dogmatic, but also truthful at the same time, it might be easy to gloss over because you've heard it before, so on and so forth. But at the same time, look, you know, uh, it doesn't make it false just because it's been said a bunch of times. As a matter of fact, it probably makes it more true, you know, because it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's other people's experiences as well. So, you know, when we're talking about abundance, we're talking about a topic that a lot of guys don't experience, A, because they don't know what it is. And B, they just, you know, they're just so used to being dateless or just having bad luck or, you know, terrible uh, situations or being ghosted on, flaked on. And they're like, how could I have an abundant mindset when this boils down to, you know, it, it's like saying like a homeless guy should just feel abundant with money when he clearly has none. Okay. Um, but in my mind, abundance isn't about necessarily having, though it could be, you know, you, you could, obviously, if, uh, you know, I have a million dollars in the bank, well, I'm abundant with dollars. I have a million of them. <laughs> so, you know, that that is abundance, certainly. But the way that I, I like to look at it and the way that I like to frame it is like this, it's abundance of opportunity. You know, that homeless guy, that I just talked about that homeless dude, he may not have money. Oh, who do we got here? I bet you it's Jane. I bet you. Let's see. Uh oh. Hi. Hey, hey. What's up? How are you? Good. Yourself? Good. Yeah, I'm figuring out boot camp stuff today. I swear to God. You're figuring out what? Boot camp stuff today. I swear. I'm so sorry. I have to figure out where we're eating. Honestly, I you know what? I might just do like, because there's so many little restaurants around there. I yeah. might just be like, go eat somewhere and then come back. Or should we all eat together? We should. I, I, I mean, you know, we can't twist people's arms, you know, put a gun to their head, unfortunately. But <laughs> what we you know like if they want to do that that's fine but at the same time you should probably all eat together i'm i'm a big advocate of uh community yes exactly exactly so i'm all glad right. you jumped in because i was holding it down by myself <laughs> oh, sorry are we doing the podcast already My bad. yeah i already started i already started oh, well 
it's so I'm confused. Sorry, we didn't edit this part out, but it says two o'clock now is the podcast. What says two o'clock? Someone sent out an email that's like this is our like the modern flirting doc. Jared sent out the new uh calendar invite as two o'clock being the podcast thing, and the I don't know. I, that's news to me. <laughs> but whatever i mean i'm doing it now so we're live you know what i mean what are we talking about so well I, I was kind of going through some thoughts and stuff like that and uh so i kind of moved a little bit on but still re related to the original topic um basically what i was talking about was there was an article uh that i dug up today that was talking about dating trends of 2022 Ooh. and the thing is, is, well, one of one of the things that came up is a concept called roaching. Do you know what roaching is? No, but I know I learned what caspering was. We can talk about that in a second. What is roaching? Was caspering like ghosting but friendly? Yeah. So, so <laughs> it's like it's like it's like when a girl ghosts, but she still like likes your pictures or like she'll like oh okay you know what I mean or like comment on something and it's like wait I thought you stopped talking to me you know what I mean or like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. her, like, her story she'll like like it but she won't like respond i got you i got you okay so this is what roaching is all right um oh, roaching is when the person you're dating is sleeping with many other people and not being open about it your date doesn't necessarily lie to you rather they are reticent about what they are up to uh, if you didn't have the conversation, you were unlikely to know the other person is roaching. The, the conversation being exclusivity, okay? If your fling doesn't want to make plans, isn't keen to have that talk, uh, lets you down at the last minute, and you get the distinct feeling that you are a second choice if nothing better is going on, you might be being roached. So that's what roaching is. Now, the, what, the way I was kind of, uh, approaching this is if you're just dating somebody and you're not exclusive, I don't think that that information is really any of the other person's business. It's so funny that we're talking about this. This is literally happening in my life. I had this conversation with the guy that I'm dating this morning. Hmm. I literally left his house, got a bagel and came here and, and now on the podcast. It's so crazy that we're doing this now. Um, yes. So, okay. And I actually kind of want to, like, I love this conversation because here's, here's what's happening with me. Okay. Is I've been dating this guy for like, we, we started talking, uh, literally, I think our first date was literally May 1st. Right. Okay. So, so we've been talking for, you know, May, June, July, and now it's so three months. Okay. Right. So now it's kind of that time where, where, where I'm kind of like, okay, like, this is always what I teach guys, like wait three months until you like actually kind of figure out if you want something you know what i mean because i think a lot of guys they rush it and and a lot of people don't really show their true colors until after like the three month part point and beyond right um and so and, and it totally lines up with how i'm feeling because i'm actually was talking to this with another coach um is okay i I'm like, should I be seeing other people to like cushion the blow if he doesn't want to be exclusive with me, like to avoid one-itis? But then I also want to honor this feeling of like, well, actually, I genuinely don't want to talk to other guys. I really don't want to get back on the dating app because I really 
has mm-hmm. strong feelings for this guy. Yeah. So I also want to honor that. Uh, Cause I think maybe in the past when I was younger, I, I, I might've, I don't want to say fuck things up because I, I was wild and crazy anyway, as you should be in your twenties. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, I was always kind of dating two, three guys. Like I always had bench warmers and I feel like that might've been maybe the reason why I never got serious with anyone else. Cause I always had backups. Mm-hmm. So now I'm kind of trying something different where I'm like, I'm honoring what my body is telling me of like, I don't really want to talk to anyone else. I don't like, you know, I have a million guys in my fucking dating apps right now, but I'm kind of just like, eh. yeah. like I want to actually, cont- I want to really pursue this. So, but I'm also driving myself fucking crazy because I'm like, does he like me? Does he like me? Is he hooking up with other girls? I don't know. Like, da, 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 da. And so last or this morning, like we went on a date last night and like, I was like really wanted to talk to him about it, but I know he's stressed out about work and I don't want to like add to it. But then this morning we're like cuddling and I was like, I think I got to ask you something. And he's like, what's up? And I was like, are you seeing anyone else? Like, like, where are we? Like, you know, and he's mm-hmm. like, well, like, what? and then we had the conversation of like, well, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? And I'm like, listen, like, I, I was like, not that I think any decisions need to be made. However, I do really like you. And I'm naturally finding myself not really wanting to pursue other guys. And he's like, well, I'm not talking to anyone else right now either. And so we kind of like had this thing of like, okay, well, we both like each other. So now we're on that path of like, Mm -hmm. okay, we're going, we're heading towards exclusivity, which is something that I really like. And I think this goes back to, and it was a beautiful conversation because we were both very open, very vulnerable. No one's blaming. No one, it was a very like mature conversation, which, oh, yum. I mean, that's the other thing too. So many guys are so afraid of like being open and vulnerable and just really talk, speaking from desire. What do you desire? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's such an opportunity to draw people in closer. Honestly, uh, I don't, I never think you should shy away from that. Uh, when the conversation is warranted, I'm not saying have this conversation a weekend, obviously. Right. Um, right. But as far as, but as far as what I have, um, as far as what I, what uh, I think is, is good is, you know, we got it on the table. He's not really seeing anyone else. I'm not really seeing anyone else. So we're like on that road of exclusivity. And I think it is, I think it is necessary. It's a necessary conversation where I think a lot of people might get roached is that they're too afraid to have that conversation because it was That's nerve wracking. That's a good right? point. It was nerve wracking. I'm literally sitting there in his arms and I'm like driving myself crazy. It's like an itch that I couldn't scratch. It was like, just fucking say it. Just ask him. Like, just ask him. Just ask him. I was like, no, he's going to like get freaked out and I'm afraid of the answer. And then it goes back to the pain of discipline and the pain of regret. Right. Do you know mm-hmm. this? It's like the pain now to play later or play now to pay later. Right. right. So like, so like the pain of discipline is okay. This is going to suck because the answer might not be like, he could have easily been like, Hey, listen, I'm just having fun. I really, you know, don't see this going anywhere. And then I would have been boom crushed, mm-hmm. right? So that would held me in from saying anything. I just didn't want to hear the answer in case it was not what I was looking for. <laughs> um, and that's the pain of, di- or, so that's the pain of regret is right. if I didn't ask, because then I would just be regretting. And now I'm like continuing to, you know, drive myself crazy if he likes me or not. So the plane of discipline is being like, this is going to suck if I don't get the answer that I want, but I need to fucking do it. So I'm disciplining myself. Okay. You've got to fucking ask this question. 
So then I'm like sitting there. I was like, what would Jamie date do? You know, right now. And, I, and, and it's funny. It's like, I think I love our job because sometimes like that shit, I'm like, I, you know, I got to fucking walk the walk, you know? So, so then I was like, you know, I got to ask you something like, like, are you see? And then, and then as soon as we, I, I, I said that sentence, whoosh, like, like, even though I was still terrified of the answer, mm-hmm. it's amazing. The feeling just of like, oh my God, thank God. I, it's almost like, not, you might have had this experience, but it's getting out of a tight dress or like taking off your bra. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like not, not anything that I've experienced, but I understand. I can be empathetic to that, I suppose. Uh, alternate ego. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's like, or like taking off a tight bra for like after a day, like a long day. You're like, oh my God, like, thank <laughs> God I, I answered, I asked this question. You know what I mean? And and it's so much better. So I'd rather have the pain of discipline all day than the pain of regret. Yeah. And I think a lot of the roaching issues is that, be, but it's also the, the, what is, what am I trying to say? The, um, the least path of least resistance, the path of least resistance is be like, okay, I'm just not going to ask him. I don't want to, I don't want to make waves. You know, everything's good. We're cuddling right now. Yeah. You know, all these, it's all great. And so a lot of people avoid, but I don't think, cause honestly, after having that conversation, guess what? I feel like we're even closer now. Can you turn the volume up on your mic a little bit? You want to hear my sexy voice louder? <laughs> yes, I can. Does it sound better? A little bit. You could probably turn it up a little bit more. What about now? I don't know. It kind of sounds about the same, but I don't know. I mean, it, I can hear you. You know what I mean? It's just not like booming. You know what I mean? But uh, what about now? Yeah, it's better. That's better. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but what I was, my thought was this, and I, and I've ran into this before, uh, where it's like, and you know what? And I, I have a secondary thought too, that I actually, you'd be a good person to ask. Um, so <clears throat> my thought is, you know, I, a, I don't think it's anybody's business. Like if for whatever reason, I, I don't know why this is, but like, Dating now, even though society is a little more progressive and and things like that, and particularly sexually, I feel like it's regressive in the sense of like, you know, uh, like, like take the 1950s, for example. Okay. Society, more conservative, right. Of a, of a society and particularly sexually. Okay. Um, but it was very common and nobody thought twice about it. People dating multiple people at the same time. Okay. It just wasn't a point of contention anywhere, as far as I know. Okay. But now, as soon as you start talking to somebody, there's this automatic um, uh, uh, expectation of exclusivity right off the bat. I, I disagree. I don't think really. That. Yeah, I don't think that. And I actually made a TikTok video about this. Follow me, Jamie Day. Um, when it comes to, I, I think the, I think the issue is actually the opposite. I think the issue now is that hookup culture is that everyone's dating everybody, and no one's actually forming a deeper connection to become monogamous. See, that's not my experience, like at all. Okay, and, and I'm, I'm 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 strictly speaking from my own personal experience i've seen what you're talking about certainly okay but 
like as soon as, and I mean, like, I haven't even went out with this person yet. You know, like we're just had been texting or, or, or whatever. Okay. They're already acting like we, you know, like this, that this is exclusive. And like almost immediately, one of the first questions uh, in conversation after, you know, like when we eventually do hang out or whatever, um, you know, are you seeing anybody else? Cause I don't date guys that are seeing other people and you know, and I, you're the only guy that I'm talking to. And you know, like I get that. I, and I, I've gotten that consistently for Jesus 15 years. You know what I mean? That's so weird. That's so opposite of my experience. Yeah. I mean, so maybe, maybe it's a location thing. I know maybe like, it, it could be, you can, Los you Angeles, can, you can maybe like, chalk it up to that, yeah. but yeah, I mean, like now, don't get me wrong. There's certainly circumstances in which it's like everybody's on the same page that this is just, you know, hey, we're just, you know, we like each other, but we're this is just fun. You know what I mean? And and that's it. And, and every, there's no like exclusive expectations, like a friends with benefits type of dynamic, right? But yeah, you know, like this, I, I'll give you a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Um this one girl that I had went out with, um, she was like, we get to, now this was the first time like hanging out with her. And I ended up going out with her for a few months. Okay. But she told me at the, on our first date, she told me, she was like, yeah, I dumped the guy that I was seeing, you know, to, to, you know, have this date. And I was like, so like this was your I boyfriend. Like, I feel like though that she might not be telling you the whole story. Well, that true, fair enough. But I can only go off of what she told me, right? So um I was like, wait a minute. So that because I'm I'm kind of feeling myself at this point. Like you dumped your boyfriend to go on a first date with me. You know what I mean? And she's like, Oh no, he wasn't my boyfriend. And I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, so you didn't dump him. You just said that you weren't going to talk to him anymore, <laughs> you know? Right. And she was like, well, yeah, but I dumped it. I'm like, then you didn't dump. I'm like, all right, we're semantics, but you weren't in a relationship. So you didn't dump him. Yeah. There's no one to dump. <laughs> right. You know? And she's like, well, no, we, I mean, you know, we were dating and I'm like, okay, whatever. Like what I Let's call move on. <laughs> Next conversation, right. I guess, right. you know, but yeah, you know, and again, that has been, that's a little more of an extreme example, but that's very, very common of, of, of my experience. But also, you know, with that, you know, I don't know if this is a humble brag or not, but whatever, I'm just gonna say it. Um, you know, with me, as soon as I start seeing somebody more than a few times, they want an exclusive relationship with with me you know what i mean what's that i said obviously you studied well obviously of course <laughs> well i mean I, I think it has to do with you know well, a lot of factors really but i think in, in large part it has to do with typically i'm a little bit older than the girls that i'm seeing i think it has to do with i have a little bit more of a, sure sure uh, my sensibilities are a little more old school you know what i mean and so you know, like I'm just, I'm just built like that holding doors open and things, things like that. You know what I mean? So that type of 
thing. Well, I have a question. Do you think that you go for like alphas, like alpha, like women, like, you know, like, I don't not that I love alpha and beta and whatever, but you know what I mean? Like more dominant. Me? Women, like, I, no, I hate that. So that's what I'm saying. I think that that might be why. Maybe. That when you're not like me, I'm an alpha. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, you know what I mean? I'm dominant. I don't need anyone. I like, you know, I want you, but I'll need you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and I think with women that maybe aren't in that world, they see that as, okay, I'm the submissive type. I want to be that, that person for this guy. And so in showing him my potentiality, I'm also demonstrating loyalty by not seeing anybody else. And yeah. I went out with this girl. This was like last winter sometime and she has a little bit of a uh i would say a little bit of a dominant personality to a degree not 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 way over the top she's not on some you know like you know i don't need no man type stuff you know what i mean but either either i but you know yeah yeah i would i would say akin to to you your personality okay well i mean obviously different different person but you know i would say about that same that same level Mm -hmm. and she says to me she was like, we're, we're in my car. And she goes, um, and th- th- by the way, this is the moment that I knew. I was like, uh, this, this is going to be, <laughs> this is the last time we're going to be going out. <laughs> you know, and, and she's cool. I like her. I still talk to her here and there. You know, uh, we did some business together. I sold her house and blah, blah, blah. Ooh. But, um, you yeah. know, but, but the no. thing is, is that she, <laughs> she says to me, she goes, um, she's like, I don't think that we would ever really get along like romantically. And I was like, why do you say that? And she was like, she was like, you're very, very alpha. And she's like, and I'm an alpha female. I just think that we would bump heads a lot, but I think that we should give it a try. And I'm thinking, no, we shouldn't. <laughs> as soon as those words came out of her mouth, I, she was right though. She wasn't wrong. You know what I mean? Like in that we would bump heads consistently. It, it, and, and I hate that. I, there's there's nothing that, man, there's nothing that drives me crazier than knowing that I'm going to be bumping heads with some, like when I want to chill and be with somebody, I want to build with that person. I want to get to know them obviously better. I want to have stimulating conversation. I don't want to be beefing with that person. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, when you're, when you're dating somebody on a, on a serious level, it, clearly that's going to happen from time to time. It doesn't matter who it is, you know, right. that's going to happen from time to time, but I don't want it to be a consistent factor. You know what I mean? Right. Same, um, yeah. Like, like a, a good example. Uh, do you remember the show King of Queens? A little before my time there, but yes. <laughs> well, Carrie Heffern and I can't like her personality type. They just rubs me the wrong way. Like I, 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 that type of personality, it's just like, man, I just know that I would fight because like, I'm not going to back down, you know, within reason, of course, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be bullheaded about something I know that I'm wrong about. I just want to be right. You know, I'm not going to do that. But at the same time, it just can't be, you know, I I just don't want to battle constantly. I battle in every other aspect of my life. I don't want to do that with somebody that I'm Mm -hmm. being with, you know what I mean? And right. so, but that's just me, you know? Right. And I think that also comes too, because it's like at the same time, like listening to you talk and I'm like, I don't think I'm, you know, maybe I'm like hard alpha, but this is also why I hate fucking labels. 
It's like, I, you know, I, I'm dominant, but that doesn't mean I need to make every fucking decision or I want to make every fucking decision. Just because I think I'm right doesn't mean, doesn't necessarily mean that you're wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm always open to be convinced. You know That's what, what I, mean? I tell people. I, I, the same right. thing. You right. know, if you if you convince me logically, I mean, sure. nobody's right all the time. You yeah. know what I mean? But there are. But I do believe that there should be, um, you know, unless you were just, you know, here, here's the burning bush or the the, the Red Sea parting or something like that. They're just like, okay. you know, like this is, you know, overwhelmingly convincing. Um, but I, I do believe that there should be certain uh, worldviews and perspectives that are true to your character and nature that are kind of non-negotiable mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i look at somebody like uh like chris in our vip program all right chris is a pretty religious dude okay i don't know if you talk to him on that level about anything like that <laughs> what's that of course i wanted we were talking about psychedelics actually at the retreat yeah he's like he's like i don't think i'm gonna try that i was like you should try them. You should try them. You should try them. It's like, see Jesus. Um, not that I, you know, believe in any of it, but, uh, but yes, no, I, we talked about it a million times. Continue. Yeah. And, and, you know, here's the thing. Would I agree with him on every aspect of that? No, absolutely not. But I also don't think that he should uh, bend his convictions to fit the mold of like, you know, like, Oh, Hey, go bang these girls or, or, you know, go, kick it with these girls that don't align with your ethics and, and things like that. Just, just because, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I think it's good to, to have those types of things that are part of your moral compass, your code, your whatever, you know, um, that are just. Honestly, that gives him a strong sense of self. Yeah, absolutely. But the, but the thing that with him, and I was just talking about this is he wants to go for younger women, which is fine because he wants to have lots of kids. Right. Which makes sense. I'm not going to stop him. Right. As long as the, like, I don't care who you have sex with, as long as it's not a you know child or an animal, we're good. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and when it comes to that, one of the things that we talked about uh, today was, you know, you have to elicit values and display attributes. Right. Mm-hmm. So like when it comes to younger women, the reason why people go for, He's like, a lot of people go for younger guys, like, or people of their age. And I think younger women who go for win- or for men that their age, so like in his mind, younger men, I think it almost comes with like a power dynamic shift, right? So so something that Freakonomics, remember that book Freakonomics and the podcast and whatever the legacy. Yeah, I've, I've heard of it, but I'm not super familiar. So one of the things that, so that book's great, by the way. Um, But either way, one of the things that they take is, you know, if you want to see where, certain people are in a generation you have to take like go back to what they grew up with mm-hmm. right so like minus 18 years you know what i mean to see like okay what was it what, what was culture like during that time because that's going to make you understand why that person is the way that they are as an adult so with that I think with, that's true in part but i don't know if that's the the, the, the full story i mean it never is but it's a good tell though I okay fair so so when it comes to uh older guys i find that that some older men uh they're you know you can't teach an old dog new tricks right so like like me being young they you know they kind of have this cast of like oh you don't really know what you're talking about you know i'm the wise one you you know you're foolish so me as alpha i'm like i'm like well no now we can't learn from each other mm-hmm. it's i'm always learning from you mm-hmm. you know what i mean i don't like that yeah right i want it i want that power balance 
So with Chris, like I like he's asking me, like, okay, why would women go for younger guys or younger women go for men their age? I think one of the reasons is is this younger generation, and I know this too because I've also hooked up with younger men, and this is what I've noticed, is uh uh what did they grow up with versus what did we grow up with? Right. So I'm 32. So we grew up with um uh, the age where all of the protagonists of all of our television shows were boys. I remember taking a literature class in college and they literally say, if you're going to write a book, make the protagonist male because both girls and boys will buy that book. Whereas if you make the protagonist girls, only girls will buy that book and few of them. Um, Because that's what we grew up with. We grew up with lots of like all of the television shows, all of the protagonists for the most part were boys. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, J.K. Rowling talks about this, why she made Harry Potter a boy versus a girl, even though she's a girl writer, why she changed her name to J.K. instead of her real name, because it made people think that she was male Mm. instead of female. So it's just one of those things. It's sexism. We grew up with that, whatever. Now we're learning different, but either way. So so older men, I find they don't you know, some of them, they don't take what I have to say, especially as a younger woman, as valid. I know I don't. No, I'm playing. <laughs> but with younger, like I, I've hooked up with, within the last few months, I've hooked up with a 25-year-old. I hooked up with a 22-year-old. I think it's the youngest I've gone. Um, and and I noticed that when I would talk, like they would listen, like like they're, they're learning from me. Uh-huh. And it reminds me of the way that I talk to the older men where I'm like learning. And it was such a powerful feeling for me to have these guys really pay attention and really like take in what I'm saying and it was very empowering and I loved that feeling so that is one of the benefits I've noticed because going back to what I was saying what did they grow up with okay so 23 year old 25 year old they grew up with when when movies and television shows started to shift from just boy protagonists to now girl and boy protagonists and girl protagonists I mean if you look at even Frozen Frozen was a a, fucking pioneer and blew up for 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 kids so much so that little boys are asking to dress like elsa and that doesn't mean that they're trans or anything they're just literally doing what kids do and they want to mimic their favorite character Mm -hmm. and now it's creating and i love this it's creating a society where the power balance is more evened out where where boys can listen and learn and glean from girls just like girls have listened and and learned from and gleaned from boys for years. Mm-hmm. And I love that. So that is one of the benefits of why women would go for either younger men or wi- younger women go for men their age. Yeah, well, I think, you know, it's also probably too, and I think this is probably true of, you know, probably the last 50 years. You know, I mean, they shared cultural experience, you know, like, you, you have uh, more in common with what you, you know, like if you, if you grew up in the same era as the other person, you have, there, there's more relevancy of what you grew up with. And think when you're talking about things, you, you're talking about it from a, a perspective of probably around the same intelligence, understanding what happened, like, Commonalities. like, it's so funny. Like, I'll be talking to somebody, I'll be talking to some girl. And nine, like, like for, for whatever reason, you know, like 9-11 might come up. All right. And they don't even remember it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, not really, you know, like they don't really remember it. Like I remember it well. I could tell you everything I was doing that day. You know what, what I mean? Were you? What were huh? you doing? What were you? All right. Do you want to know the truth? Yeah. 
it, it's a crazy story. I'll tell you if you want to know. All right. Oh so what a, what a, what a fucking clickbait line you just used there, by the way, by the way, clickbait, use those. It's great. It's <laughs> enthusiasm. Continue. All right. So, uh, that morning, uh, I was having me, me and my future wife, we weren't married yet, but we were, we were banging it out in the morning. Okay. And so I, I go down, we were at, I was, I was living in Detroit. She was living in uh kind of, kind of by Canton, Ohio. And I came down for the weekend and I was going to be leaving that day because that was a Tuesday that nine 11 was. So I, my plan was to leave Tuesday morning or afternoon or something and, <clears throat> you know, be back home and whatever, whatever. So, um, we get done. She kind of goes back to sleep. I go downstairs. My future mother-in-law is like, oh, it's crazy. This plane hit the World Trade Center. And then I'm sitting down. We're, we're just chit-chatting, you know, because like none, like none of the news had really broke, broke at that point. And then the other one hits. And, it, and then we're like, whoa, like that's crazy. And then were you watching it live? Yeah. On the- yep. the, when the second one hit, I didn't see the first Holy one, the second shit. one I did. And and then, and then, you know, the news cycle started to roll with it, you know, and I'm like, yo, I've got to, I'm like, I got to get back up to Detroit. Like, I can't be stuck here because n- nobody knew what was going on, you know? And then, then like all the gas stations started like price gouging. It was insane. It was like 10 bucks a gallon there. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Cause I don't know if I have enough gas to get back, you know, and there's all these gas lines and all this and that. Well, right, here's the thing. Right. This is the kick. I've never seen a force of more power that I will never forget this as long as I live. I'm driving up 77 and um, like basically between Canton, Ohio and Cleveland. Okay. And then, you know, you bust the left in Cleveland and then up to Detroit. Okay. But I'm, I'm on this stretch kind of by Akron, Ohio. Well, there's a huge uh, in Ohio, there's a huge air force base. Okay everybody's got the news on everybody. It's just a really weird feeling in the air. You know, everyone's kind of like on the same page, but nobody's certain what's really happening and all this and that. So I'm driving up 77 and in the distance coming from the West, you, you start seeing a black line in the sky. Like as far as I could see, as far North as you could see, as far South as you could see this black sky. line just coming. All right. And it's like, what is that? Then you start hearing it. I'm, I'm in my car, okay? Got the radio on, tr- trying to hear the latest, newest, updated news. You start feeling the ground shake. Holy shit. And everybody stopped. Like, it was like, you know, traffic was kind of light because nobody was really going out, you know? It was kind of light, but still a still freeway between two major cities. And so, you know. And we're kind of, there was enough cars. So everybody stops. People were getting out of their cars watching this. It was as far practically as the eye could see all these planes. And it was like, they were cargo planes and they were flying low to the ground because they had just taken off. You know what I mean? Like relatively speaking, it's probably 150 miles the other direction. You know what I mean? But still, you know, and it, they were all heading east, and it was just like the ground was shaking. It was insane, like that force of power. And I, I know what I was thinking. 
And I knew everybody that was seeing this was thinking the same thing. Somebody's about to get fucked up. Like, this is no joke, you know? And this is before, like, all the news had really solidified and all this kind of thing, you know, like, oh, we're we're going over there and, and all this and that. This is before any of that. And so it was like, this is probably about 2.30 in the afternoon, okay? And like the last plane hit at around 9.30. So it's only a few hours really had went by, four or five hours, I guess. But still, the, the president hadn't even went on to address the country really yet, you know? And it was just like seeing all that, it was just like, man, somebody's about to get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh yeah, it was just like rows and rows and rows of these planes, you know? Shit. Yeah, I'll never forget that as long as I live. That's crazy. What a crazy story. The, 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 Jamie, the pavement was shaking like, like that. Like if you were holding a drink, it would be going like, like this. What a crazy... We've seen so many... You know what's so funny? I feel like I, I, mean, I manifested it. It's my fault, you guys. I remember in the, you know, in the nineties, right? I grew up, I was born in 90, but I remember really being like eight or nine, you know, 98, 99 being like, I hope we see something in our lifetime. You know what I mean? I hope that like something happens, you know, that's like, like history worthy in my life because even thought at the eighties and nineties weren't really that crazy, you know, like, yes, the Berlin wall came down. Yes. You know, like of it, but for the most part, nothing really happened. If there wasn't much God, that would affect you on a personal level. Sure. Now I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I, might, I might have started this, you know, goddamn manifesting when I'm eight years old. Somebody um, should do like a, like, you know how like Forrest Gump, you've seen Forrest Gump, yes. right? right? Oh my God, make another Forrest Gump, but for our generation. Right, make that's place. what I'm saying, because there's been so many different things that could be touched upon, you know what, what I mean? What would it be called? What would it be called? Oh, I don't know. Um, Frederica Gump. <laughs> that's but, so crazy that's actually a great idea dips yeah right <laughs> i'm gonna trademark that like as soon as we get yeah, off yeah, yeah. We're copyrighted. <laughs> all right so we did get an email question okay? Oh, okay 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 all right and it's very short very very brief what are your feelings about porn i love it <laughs> okay fair enough okay, as long as it's not children or animals i'm going <laughs> um, all right better question what are you feeling? Uh, so th- I'm reading State of Affairs, another one of my books I'm reading. By the way, State of Affairs by Esther Perel. Holy fuck. Wow, what a great book. If you've ever been cheated on or if you ever cheated or even if you just want to understand relationships in general in a way that doesn't cast a blame on either side. I thought it would be like a John Grisham book by the title, but. <laughs> no, State of Affairs is so fucking, anyway. But one of the parts that she's talking about, like porn, where does cheating come in? Is regular porn fine? What about virtual porn? What about if she's a cam girl and, mm. and actually is interacting with you? Like, what if it's a prostitute? What if it's a masseuse that gives you a happy ending? Like, where does that line? I think that, I think that that depends on the relationship. I think it's a case by case thing. Right. You know, because right. if like some people will tell it's you all boundaries, it's all boundaries. Like, I don't care if my dude watches porn all day because I'm going to watch it. I might even watch it with you, you know, yeah. but but I think my line personally uh would be uh uh cam girl like if there's an actual interaction between i feel like th- that i think starts to blur the lines but virtuality porn sure regular porn sure but then it also becomes how often 
are you doing it? Right. right? If you're doing it so much to where you don't want to do it with me, okay, now that line is also blurred. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many different factors. Yeah. Right? So that's how that those are my feelings about people. Yeah, what I mean, my, my my thought is, you know, because I've I've certainly had this question uh raised to me, you know, because I mean you know, inside of our space, you know this, there's like a, a strong contingent of like, like no fab and like all that no kind of thing. Fab. What is no fab? Are you serious? Yeah. Am really? I not, am I not, am I not young and hip? That surprises me. What is no fab? When I think of fab, I think of my poopa. <laughs> it's it, no jacking off. Oh, no. Oh, I d- actually do know that. I've okay. Uh, and no so, okay, you know, um, terrible. I masturbate constantly. <laughs> like I'm doing it right now. You can't see me. <laughs> what do you think the camera is from, from chest high? <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like my, my thought on it is this, you know, I, per- I think it boils down to the individual. If it's a problem for somebody, like they just can't get things done in their life because that's yeah. all they do is sit up and watch porn. Okay. That's a problem. Okay. And which needs to be addressed. And if, if something like NoFap helps you with that and, 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 uh, brings you to a place of where, you know, you're a normal functioning adult now. Okay, cool. I have no problem with that. All right. Um, but I think it just much like anything else in, in doses, as long as you aren't, uh, abusing, uh, you know, and that's anything, right? I mean, it could be drinking, it could be weed, it could be porn, it could be whatever, you know what I mean? Fast food, you know, like as long as you're not abusing it, I don't I don't have a problem with it. Now, I do think that there's a lot of issues inside of that industry that, you know, isn't the healthiest for, for people, you know? And, but I would be, for me, I would be a hypocrite to be like, yo, like, no bueno on that. Like, you know, I've managed porn stars, you know, like I've been a part of the industry. Um, and I think a lot of it goes with like sex work is, is valid work and sex work is one of, okay. Going up to Freakonomics, they did a study where, uh, uh, once porn became readily accessible with the internet, rape crimes went down. And that was a huge, that was a huge, like, holy shit. So in a way, I feel like porn is very valid and necessary. But again, just like anything, if you do, I mean, listen, even cell phones, if you do it too much, sure, there's always that line where, okay, if it's affecting your life, maybe pull back. Yeah. Right. But I think, I think the, a lot of the issues that stem in porn comes from the uh, not validating it as a real job or a valid job or something like that, where, where you make women feel bad about mm-hmm. what they're doing, even though you're also benefiting from it. Like you can't. You can't, this is my biggest problem with guys who are like, you know, porn, like anyone who does OnlyFans is shit, like girls just use it. You can't at the same time blame someone, but then use it, like, yeah. like, like benefit from it, but then also blame them for doing it. It's like so not fair. Like right. you can't like have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. Same thing with strippers. Like so many guys like shit on strippers all the time. And it's like, all right, well, where did you go for your bachelor party? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like right. you utilize this. Yeah. I don't know if that's where you're going, but that's my well, opinion. not not so much, but I, I get it. It relates certainly, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, just a thing of like, you know, I I, I do it, when I worked uh, as part of that industry, like there was a lot of things that I I saw that I was like, ooh, I don't know about that, you know, like hey, give us that's some, some sketchy stuff. What's that? 
Give us examples. You can't just be vague about Well, that. I mean, you know, a lot of, a lot of like. <sighs> If I'm going to be blunt about it. All the memories he's Rolodexing right now, you guys. (laughs) If I'm going to be blunt about it, a lot of fucked up people. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, yeah. People get into it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You got to question how they get into it. Yeah, but I mean, just like. And I think that goes back with, I think, I think porn will always be there. And maybe, hopefully, and maybe this is a fucking pipe dream, but maybe one day. The people who go into porn are going to be not as "quote unquote" fucked up because I think if society starts validating it as a, as as valid work, people will start like more uh, sane, wholesome, stable people will go into it because they see it as they also they too see it as a valid job. Yeah, Whereas, all right, well, fair, but I think that's a pipe dream. To be honest, yeah, I know it's I mean totally, but I also feel the opposite is true. Like because we don't validate it, who goes into it? People who don't validate themselves. Yeah. So, so they just mirror that, and that's, I, just, that's why they feel so comfortable. I mean, the the girls that I worked with that I managed, you know, it was a prerequisite if they were going to work with me that they had to see a psychologist. Dale, I love that. <laughs> well, it's true. And you should go back into you should go. You know what? I always wanted to write the script about a script about is uh, unionizing the strippers. Like all the strippers, they get together and they unionize. So then they they actually have like control and rules. Uh, and that, like that. that was something that was something that I was kind of. Um, Dale, it, it was a lot. It, it was a little bit that. of a long term. That, that was so I I I had that ball rolling in my head. I love that. Oh my god. You know, and yeah. lot like I used to tell my girls, I'd be like, listen, I, you know, I'm not your babysitter. You know, right. like right. I, I can't. I don't live with you. I, I you know, I don't, I'm not even in the same state as you. You know, you you're gonna do what you're gonna do. You know what I mean? But like, this is, this is my expectations. You know, if you, if you break any of these expectations, don't tell me about it unless it's life threatening or something like that. You know, like I didn't want them using like, uh, like super hard drugs, you know, to like to compensate for the fact that, you know what I mean? Um, you know, things like that, you know, like I, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to know about it if they were. You know, just because now it's going to be weighing on my conscience, you know what right. I mean? So, right, right, right. you know, so, um, so yeah, you know, like that, that was, I can count after talking to God, hundreds of girls, basically, um, I could probably count on my hand the, the number that I felt was actually well-adjusted, well-adjusted people that could move into some other industry and be completely fine and live a normal life. You know what I mean? And that's the other thing too, is it's once we see it goes back to validate validating sex work, you guys. I'm telling you, it's gonna solve so many fucking issues. A, it's gonna get better people that are more stable in it. B, it's gonna allow them to get jobs once they don't want to be there anymore. Cause they kind of go through the same life cycle as someone that is incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Once they're incarcerated, they can't get fucking jobs. The only jobs they can get are very low-end jobs. Same thing with sex work. As soon as someone finds out that they've been in porn. You know what I mean? So many women have gotten fired. So many women have gotten in trouble. So many women, they can't get better jobs or jobs at all. So again, it just, it, it, it it's continuously giving people opportunity uh, to actually better their life, no matter what they've been through. That That is the true American dream is that opportunity. But unfortunately with some people, we just take that from them forever. Um, did, I, did I tell you how I got into that? You're a porn star? How big you did? No. <laughs> No, no, you didn't tell me. All right. So what happened was. What happened was. <laughs> um, 
so I started noticing like different, uh, just through conversations, just through people I knew and, 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 and whatnot. Um, I tended to know quite a few like different, like, uh, not, this isn't porn, obviously, but it's in the same sphere, I guess, but like burlesque and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, and so, and, and just by talking to like some of like the different women that, that do that and strippers and, and whatnot, uh, you know, one of the things that, and I don't even know how this really came up, but I, I, I kept, you know, and I started having conversations about it because it was just interesting to me that like, that they would want to give to, to like different charities under their performer name and weren't able to do so. The, the charity wouldn't take it, you know, and because they didn't want to be associated if you're the humane society. Right. right, right, right they right. didn't want to ha- have a get a black eye by taking a hundred bucks and then this person you know throwing it out there on twitter and their social media it's hey you know like support the humane society i do you know what i mean right, so right. it reminds me of that episode of uh, parks and rec where the, do you watch parks and rec I'm, I, i've never I, i've seen episodes but i'm not yeah. super sorry super continue it's, yeah anyway so um so what i started doing was i was like huh so I started reaching out to uh, to porn stars via Twitter and being like, listen, I know it was just kind of a, not, I don't want to say spammy, but copy and paste, you know, DM, right? Mm-hmm. Listen, uh, I know that, you know, a lot of you, a lot of you in the industry, you have a good heart. You want to be able to contribute to charities and things like that. You've got a little bit of money coming in. You want to do this. Um, and, you know, I, I know the deal you want to use your performer name, you can't, blah, 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 I get it. Let me show you how to set up a 5013C. So you can start your own charity and now it's on an issue, right? And so that's what I started doing. And I, oh. I like started kind of making the rounds being known as the, the 5013C guy. <laughs> the liberator of the sex work. Right, so- oh keep doing it wow those days are long gone but uh i don't have time for that now (laughs) so but anyway so that's that's kind of what started happening was i I started getting these girls you know like different bigger names that that were setting up their own charities and then the idea was i was like listen you're probably not going to do porn forever so why don't we try to set this up so is that you transition out of that into running your charity. And now you, you're giving yourself a salary on the strength of this being a, you know, um, a, a charity, right? So that, that there's, there's a way to transition and you can still keep your, your performer name and it's not even a thing because it's yours, right? And so as I got to talking to some of these girls, um, you know, be like, well, what do you do? You know, like what, how, like, I, I, I know this can't be what you do to, for a living. And I'm like, well, you know, I did music for a long time. I manage, you know, and book for like different, uh, hip hop artists, rappers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's where I come from. And then one girl was like, <laughs> it, it was like the most adorable conversation ever. She's like, so you manage like rappers and stuff and, and things like that. And, you know, I just fired my, my manager, he was stealing from me and, you know, so like, I was just kind of, th- and I was like, <laughs> like Caprice, 
are you asking me to manage you? <laughs> she's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I love All that right. tale. That makes me love you even more. That's a really good attraction story. Use that one. No, I know, right? <laughs> All right. So, would you rather? All right, we'll round, round everything out here, okay? So I, I, I got a couple of good ones here. Wait. Would you rather sleep with someone you think is disgusting, but the no, sex no. is off the charts, okay? Or sleep with a person you find extremely attractive, but the sex sucks? Oh my God, I've literally had both. Um... <laughs> check, check. Um, God, I hate my fucking answer, but on it, <laughs> <laughs> giving me a nosebleed. No, um, ew, I hate that I'm gonna answer this, but honestly, I gotta be honest because I'm I'm thinking about what I've actually done. <laughs> I think it's gotta be the attractive guy that's not very good, which sucks because. <laughs> It just sucks. Um, but honestly, I'm keeping it at 100. Actually, um, there's too many factors here. I don't really orgasm with penetration alone. And honestly, most women don't. So. Well, you, no, that, that's a story for another day. I gotta, I mean, I gotta, you know, I gotta use equipment. I gotta fucking get a jackhammer, the whole night. Just kidding. <laughs> but as far as, but as far as like, I don't know, there's, I'm literally thinking of one guy that I've had sex with. You have no idea how many girls have told me that until they don't. What, what do you mean? Penetrative. Oh, uh, the penetration. I don't, I don't orgasm for penetrative sex until they do. I mean, I, I, do you stimulate the clitoris? The clitoris? So, well, yeah, but not, not necessarily at the same time. I right. mean, sometimes, I mean, you know, it's a mixed bag, right? But right. I, I'm just I mean, saying. As long as, my, as long as my clitoris is being stimulated, then we're good. But um as far as like i'm thinking there's one guy in particular the sex was off the charts we had all the same kinks it was great but there was something about him i just didn't like and he was cute but he wasn't i don't know there was just nothing Woo, you know what i mean there was no cheese right uh as as my guatemalan friend marie would say um you know so as far as that goes i gotta be honest with myself i think just from sheer numbers i've had sex with more hot guys that are like literally my entire college education i call it frat boy sex where it's just like hot dude but ter like literally you know there's no even hint of an orgasm on my end um but now i mean honestly now that i've gotten older and this is why older women are so I, i'm 32 so i guess i'm not old but, um but you know Honestly, as I love being like, honestly, as, as much as we we shame aging, especially for women, I, you know, any girl that's listening, any young girl that's listening, that's afraid of getting older. Let me tell you something. 30s fucking rock, because now I have no issue being like, this is what I want in bed. This is what uh, gets me off. This is like, you know, like you get that confidence over time mm -hmm. and the sex gets so much better. You guys, it really does. Because honestly, like as hot as in, in you know thin like you know college body, I used to eat anything and still be a stick, you know, minus the ass that was always there. <laughs> um, you know the sex was terrible. Guys just like for the most part had no idea what the fuck they were doing. And honestly, it's also my my fault too because I wouldn't say what I want. Yeah, you weren't right? communicating either. Correct. 
Right. Correct. So, so it, that comes, I think, with maturity and, and age uh, and just like women empowerment. So that's like one of the other things that I've gotten from like, you know, just like feminism and why it's awesome. Um, because now I communicate and now I'm just like, listen, and honestly, what I found guys fucking love it. You know what I mean? When, when girls, when girls are very honest about what they want. So I don't know. That was a long roundabout way of answering that question, but I got to be honest with you. I think just sheer numbers, unfortunately, the latter. I would take the first because I can close my eyes. I can turn the lights off. Put a bag over their head, you know. It, it, right. <laughs> um. Okay. Second one. Okay. Would you rather see your parents' sex tape or have your parents see your sex tape? I'd rather have my parents see my sex tape. Really? Yeah, have them get good ideas. I have good stuff. <laughs> you know where that fucking comes from, though? I'll tell you what. This is my fucking ploy and ask for everyone. If you have Netflix, every single person needs to watch How to Build a Sex Room. It is the best fucking show I've ever seen. It is so good. It, it Literally, it's about this British woman who she, she started off as like an interior designer. Mm-hmm. But she started get like luxury interior designer, but she started getting all these requests for people who like like married couples who wanted a sex room in their house. Yeah. And they literally created an entire show. So it's like all of the best parts of HGTV um, mixed with like just like sex education, like kink praising, uh, you know, really kind of like normalizing marriage and hot sex together which is something we don't normally get in in entertainment right marriage nowadays is synonymous with no sex marriage is synonymous nowadays with just like blah boringness they turn that shit on its head and it's beautiful i love it i love that now like my parents are here last weekend and i made my mom watch it and she's like oh my god like i had she's like i feel so vanilla like i had no idea like all these <laughs> things and so, like, really? I, like, I couldn't oh God, imagine so watching something like that with my parents. Could not oh imagine. Not that I, I, I don't know if I would watch it with them. But you just uh, said you would watch it with your mom. No, 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 no. I told her to watch it, so she listened to it. Oh, got you, got you, got you, got you. Talked right. about it afterwards, um, and it was, you know, eye-opening. And so, anyway, so that some of the things that she was saying, she was like, "Yeah, I feel so vanilla." So now I'm like, "Oh my God, there's so many ideas." So <laughs> I guess. It would be hella creepy, and I hope that that situation never arises. But I would want to do it because I want them to have better sex. So maybe well, it made me feel sad when she's like, "We're so vanilla." And it's like, I mean, if you're into vanilla, sit fine. But also, I don't know. I feel like everyone's got a little like freak flag. Well, they need to fly. <laughs> for their what? What? When's their uh, anniversary? Do you know? Uh, April. April. That's a long way. Okay. Um, what's coming up before that? I don't know. Yeah, one of their birthdays. <laughs> Whatever. I was going to say, what you could do is you could get them my sexual mastery uh, boot camp hey. videos. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. My coworker, take it and prosper. <laughs> <laughs> so I think for me, I would rather, I mean, you know, this is like gun to your head type of question, but shit, I, I would rather, I guess, see see my parents. I, I don't want to see it. I'm not, of of the two options here. I don't want them to. 
Oh God, man, I can't even imagine that conversation. No, I would. I, why? Like, I'd rather just have to deal with their reaction than the memory of them. <laughs> that's true. why I chose that, the first one. That, that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay? so that, that image won't be burned in my brain. Now it's just an awkward conversation. But honestly, here's the other thing. I think the reason why I'm so open and I'm so like, you know, liberal when it comes, well, I'm liberal about a lot of things, but you know, liberal when it comes to like sex and sex positive and, you know, strippers should be unionized, all that shit. Is my parent, and I'm curious to see what you think. My parents were just always very open about sex. I think this is one of the good things about uh, uh, reformed, not orthodox, Judaism, is that when you're, you know, again, orthodox is not a whole fucking world, but mm-hmm. if you're like reformed Judaism or whatever, like what we call Jewish, um, we don't have like the shame and guilt. And if anything, so here, here's actually a great thing. A great example. When I was a kid, so my dad's Christian, quote unquote, he's an atheist ever since medical school. But uh uh and then my mom's Jewish. So technically I'm Jewish, right? So okay. my so when I was a kid, one summer I went to Christian camp because my friend was going to Christian camp yeah. and I was like, whatever, go have fun. Uh and honestly, I was the only girl that made out with a boy, and I, of course I was like the Jew devil. Like, <laughs> oh my god, you made out with a boy. Blah, blah. And then I went to Jewish camp the next summer, and I swear to God, like, the counselors were trying to, like, hook us up. Like, there's, like, ooh, Brandon's on the top of the hill if you want to go up there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and I feel like there's, like, the whole vibe is very different. Like, there's not, like, you don't have to wear a t-shirt. Like, in Christian camp, like, if we were in a bathing suit, we had to wear a t-shirt over us. Mm-hmm. Whereas at Judaism, it was, like, who fucking cares? You know what I mean? And I think it's the whole thing is, like, we're trying to, like, constantly, like, repopulate, repopulate, repopulate ever since, like, you know, we were almost exterminated. And um, <laughs> so, so it in that i think that the culture was very sex positive growing up and i think that's such a more healthy way of of learning about sex and, and learning about the world and learning of like your boundaries and, and things like that and if, if there's anything i can bestow and maybe like one day i'll probably want to get into this is i've always wanted to be a sex educator like kind of like you like i would love to like get a like i don't know some sort of certificate to like teach it because I think one of the main things that this country is severely, severely lacking is comprehensive sex education from a young age. If you, I used to work in reality television and one of the talk shows I worked on, we did a whole segment on this. If you look at the states that have comprehensive sex education starting from elementary school versus the states that have the least amount of teen pregnancies and teen STDs, it's it's literally the same fucking list. The opposite's true. If you only teach abstinence or have no sex education at all, it's the same list of states that have the highest teen pregnancy, the highest uh, teen STD rate. It's the so it just it's it's literally healthcare. I wonder teaching comprehensive sex education. A lot of times, those types of lists, I think you know, like you can't argue numbers, as they say, but I think that sometimes, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just questioning i guess um i I find that sometimes those lists aren't uh as accurate as what it seems on the face value meaning so like okay we'll say uh okay i'm in michigan right and so the the most populated county is wayne county where i'm sitting right now because that's where detroit is okay and so you know like for example all right. You could say, we'll take it to another uh, uh, example. All right. Mm-hmm. Per capita, 
you know, like the average person or the average, you know, household income for Wayne County will say is $40,000. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if you eliminate Detroit out of that picture, okay, then it skews way different. Okay. Meaning take Detroit out of it. Now the average household income is like $90,000. Right. Okay. So like that, that the, the sex education thing, could hold true in an area that's maybe more impoverished or, you know, just the school system sucks or, or whatever. And the rest of the state is fine. You know what I mean? So sure, I but- wonder if it's, if you condensed it more to area or county to county or something like that, it might show a little bit different. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think that the reason why, uh, and if I remember correctly, Sex education is statewide, not countywide. So but, yeah, I get that. But if the same. teachers, for example, if I'm if I'm a teacher in, in the Detroit public school system, okay, mm-hmm. all the the things that I have to deal with. Firstly, there's like a thousand kids in my class. <laughs> Secondly, um, I, I have little su- per- parental support. Uh, thirdly, the school system doesn't really support their teachers very well. I'm underpaid. I'm overworked. <laughs> you know what I mean? So how is that going to affect my teaching? As opposed to you go out to like the ritzy suburbs, right? I've got 15 well, think- to 20 kids in my class. I'm not dealing with all this craziness, you know, per, uh, the parent, the, the, the home is more intact. So I'm dealing with parents that actually contribute to their children's education. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I think, That's I all think, I'm saying. I mean, honestly, going going even further. Okay, so then screw the sex education, because also it's the more conservative states that are more religious that also are the same list of the higher t- teen pregnancy because they don't talk to their kids about condoms or whatever. They talk to the kids about you wait till marriage, which we all know doesn't really fucking work. Uh, which is why alternative, why you see like in cities and things like that, uh, more liberal states they have a lower rate of STDs because more parents are more with it and they're not going to like kid themselves into thinking their kids, you know, not going to have sex. Um, so, you know, I think you're right. I don't know how many parents are with it around here, but okay. (laughs) I mean, sure. But at the same time, like I I just, I can't ignore, you know, it just, it makes too much sense why that list would be the same. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like having a, cause that's the other thing too. Sex education is the other thing you talk about. That's like the one topic that makes kids go remember like did you were you taught sex education in oh my god no not at all how many girls did you get accidentally get pregnant none good job job. did your parents on purpose about 50 but (laughs) not accidentally you're like the nick cannon (laughs) (laughs) um um how did you learn sex education because now you teach sexual mastery so how, how trial and error, <laughs> but who did anyone, I mean, listen, there had to be someone that was like, Hey, listen, this is how you get pregnant. This is, you know, this never, is STD. Ever. you literally just never. Wow. Nope. That's amazing. No, never. Um, what I started doing was, I mean, for, for me, I know my story is like way, way different than 99.9999% of people. But, um, for me, it became a thing of um, uh, obsession in the sense of like, when I started like getting into, uh, you know, quote unquote pickup, right? When I started getting into that, 
there's obviously resources available to like make you know to just be better sexually okay then then when i started reading some of that stuff uh i was it, it became a thing of like okay like it just became an interest you know outside of the obvious interest but i mean you know just even more so an interest i think and um and then when i started getting into the you know bdsm culture and seeing the, the kink scene and all that kind of thing around here mm -hmm. um that added extra wrinkles to it and with the kink community i'm sure brought the sex positivity brought the the non-kink shaming things like that yeah yeah you well, too, what you're saying. sure you know um yeah. there was certainly that uh component to it but uh but yeah i mean you know so like my education just continued to you know grow from experiences and wanting to know more and wanting and i'm competitive <laughs> in a lot of ways and so like i wanted to be known in our scene as being the best down which is subjective because people have different you know what they like and what they don't like and sure sure, sure, sure but, but what's that requested. the most requested yeah okay that's a better way of probably wording it so i i wanted to be the best you know right. um which ultimately conversely <laughs> was a deterrent uh it, it actually held me back in a lot of ways too but you know right. but that's neither here nor there i guess but still um you know so it was just constantly new techniques learning a lot of a lot of uh you know researching information like <laughs> i know it's as funny as it sounds but like punishments and right. like different right. psychological punishments and different physical punishments and different the the, the culmination of the both and you know Actually, I, mean? I gotta ask you about something too. So the guy that I'm into, <laughs> he told me he's like, yeah, like I'm into like brats, you know, like the whole brat thing. And I feel like I don't really know how to be a brat. But then I told him that he's like, yeah, you do. Like you're a brat all the time. And I was like, oh, okay, but I don't really know how to do it. So maybe we can use that for next week. It's well, briefly, briefly, and then that, 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 again, the the brat thing drives me up a wall. I can't. I I will not tolerate it. But. <laughs> but then again, that's what brats like is that not no toleration, you know, uh, but you have to, and it sounds fucked up. Okay. But Kings you got to push his butt. But it's practice is great. <laughs> well, you got to push his butt. When you find out what his insecurities are, if you don't already know, you exploit those insecurities. Is that bratty though? I thought that yeah, was it's bratty as hell. Like, no, there's like, different. It's like, like anything really else. Atrix. Look. Shit. one one person it, it, there's extremes right one person might be like oh i'm super into bdsm until they meet me and then i'm like no you're not <laughs> you know what i mean so <laughs> like you you like your hands your wrists restrained that's what you like then that, that right. to me that's not really bdsm that's just that's not even foreplay in my mind that's but child's play <laughs> right um <laughs> Oh my god, this actually goes. I want to talk about. I want to. I want to talk about kinks now. What's that? I want to talk about kinks. We can pencil this in for next week. <laughs> well, so but a real a real brat like in like what I consider a real brat is somebody who's trying to push your insecurities, like trying to like really dig deep and like get you mad. But like, I feel like, like actually, I feel like that's like a humiliatrix. More it is. Like, uh, and that's what I'm saying. Brat. Like. I, 
look brad is like brad is like make me you know what i mean or like you that, know that's I, that's yeah. part of it too that's right. part of it you know what i mean like yeah. how bratty is that say say and, and i don't know your guy from adam right but we'll just say oh God, adam's my ex-boyfriend which is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> but we'll just say that he is uh we'll say he's insecure about his dick size okay we'll just say all right oh, but yes now if you're like you know so he's doing something we'll say he's uh I don't know. He's working on his computer. He's on his laptop, hammering out an email to do, 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 do normal day-to-day stuff. Right. And you, what a brat would do is be like, see, that's why you don't even pay attention to me. Cause that little dick of yours. Oh my God. That's so and, and then him being like, what, what? Like out of the blue, right? Like just out of left field, you, you say something like that. And then him, and then, and then keeping keep harping on it till he's worked up to where he's like, I'm gonna murder you. Like I will literally kill you. <laughs> you know, with, with his gigantic penis. <laughs> and, and that and that's what the brat is hoping for. They want to get a rise out of that guy and nice. then focus that too uh, nice. um I'm too nice. that rage energy, focus that sexually on the brat. That's what that's all that that whole dynamic. That's what it's all about. Of course, there's layers to it and there's extremes and and, and whatnot. But right. in my mind, that's what a brat is. You come in and, and try to talk shit to me. That's not going to work. That's not going to my my uh, I'm not going to focus sexual energy on you. I'm going to be focusing like I'm going <laughs> to put your head through that wall. You know what I mean? Like, like, what the fuck is your problem? Like, you know, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna get just mad. Right, right, you right. right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll try that next week. We'll, we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think this is the longest podcast we've done. So yes, definitely. <laughs> I gotta go anyway. I got calls. <laughs> All right. Work is work, right? Yeah. All right, cool. All right, well, listen, guys. Appreciate you, everybody listening. Make sure to share it. Make sure to tell your friends, maybe your family, maybe <laughs> whoever, whoever that you think needs to hear the information that we're talking about that you can't just get anywhere. All right. Make sure that you let people know. Don't hoard it to yourself. Let others know what's going on here. And, Spread the uh, love, you guys. Spread the love. <laughs> <Not> the STDs. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you in the next one. Peace. All right, uh, stop recording.